Sports This Week in Sleeves with your host, the great lord, Joshua Regal and Sleazy K. This podcast has been rated Category 3. No one under 18 may be permitted. Welcome to This Week in Sleeves, and this is the Mindfuck Audio Commentary. First, it was a podcast. Then... It was a bonus episode, and now the most reviewed movie on This Week in Sleaze is getting an audio commentary. Yes, what is part serious work and part a laugh, I suppose, is perhaps reaching its crescendo, its, conclu- its conclusion, with this episode on Mindfuck, but now in audio commentary form. We're going to watch the movie together, but uh, we're not going to do it in like uh, on a Zoom meeting or anything like that, and watch each other watch pornography. No, it's still uh, audio only, despite being 2020. Uh, so the hardcore uh, porn ghost story is, uh, you know, that we did the first time around and we also did it a second uh, second time around in the form of a bonus episode is getting its third outing here on This Week in Sleaze uh, in the form of uh, Mindfucked Audio Commentary. We're going to also talk of uh, the information that we presented to you before uh, because uh, this has a more gentle, soft, softer, more romantic uh, Category 3 edit, uh, this movie <laughs> that we're going to talk of. <laughs> Regardless, my name is Sleazy K. Uh, with me in the This Week in Sleaze commentary booth for the first time is the great Lord Joshua Regal. We haven't spoken to each other since Christmas. How are you, bud? Sweet baby Jane. It's been that long? Yeah. Got a mighty half of a year. We've been busy. The world has been a little bit busy. <laughs> so, have us. so have we. So we, um, we, uh, we might date the show if we talk of um, current times in this, uh, <laughs> that uh, this uh, year has been represent, uh, representing uh, and all of that. But I'm glad you're all right and you, you're doing okay. And I'm glad to have you here for this very special uh, treat to us. I don't expect anyone to load up their copy of Mindfuck and place us in their ear holes to listen to the commentary like i think if anyone has an interest in watching us comment on the movie they're gonna probably be watching the video portion that we are gonna uh, we were gonna set our audio to the downloaded feature movie and before you ask yes this is a hardcore porn movie and we won't put that on youtube but the great lord joshua regal is a is a certified videographer and he's going to make sure that the hardcore pornography is uh, suitably uh, obscured either by like <laughs> clips from i don't know winnie the pooh or uh, tweety birds or or just simply put a huge japanese style mosaic over the thing so um there'll be plenty of uh blurs basically yeah. so uh we we want to <laughs> if you found him using stock footage uh then that, that we won't get flagged for it and put, put that into its place but um if, if only i could steal from uh naked gun all the stuff with like trains going in and out of the <laughs> <wall>. <laughs> exactly subtle so they're gonna be a video portion and uh i'm guessing that you kind people will be uh watching along with us uh, that way but uh, regardless we're gonna do this um so uh, no contact information as such because we need to get uh, going we need to uh, be audio commentary persons here but we're gonna do the plot and the availability but what is the point really to talk of availability well <laughs> re- let, let's repeat some stuff some plot uh, so pl- well the movie mindfuck which is not its original title it's the title for the xxx version that someone Put on this uh, VHS print, but regardless, it might be from 1990, but I can't confirm production year exactly. The category three edit was assembled a few years later, or at least released a few years later, so you have that. But regardless, plot from user Evolve666 on IMDb. 
goes as follows, and this applies to the mindfuck edit, obviously. A bumbling ninja slash thief unwittingly lets loose a dangerous curse when robbing a wealthy man's crib, yo. Uh, <laughs> Turl, the character of Turl, employs a black magic sorcerer to try and contain and control the hex for his own nefarious purposes, while Turl's wife, Mura, very classy Chinese names, is recruited by a monk to help stop the spread of the curse. The wife gets in the way of her husband Turl's plans, and uh, he hatch- hatches a successful scheme to have her off. Shout out to Evol666. I've been seeing his reviews on IMDb for many years. It's a very representative of the movie, this uh, plot, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, so as for availability, sometime on the HS, this version had newly done subtitles put on top of the Chinese and English ones. Uh, I think the English ones are they're, they're cropped out, so we're losing a fair amount of the exquisitely composed uh, frame here because the, i think the bottom frame is quite cropped out here on uh, the mindfuck edit but if you're going to find it it's probably online and download i mean uh, it, it, it might be hosted on a porn site by now i certainly haven't uploaded it but um, sometimes <laughs> you find these movies on, on like pornhub that absolutely are, like chinese movies proper movies they just happen to be softcore or maybe even hardcore you know right who, who knows you might find trilogy of lust on pornhub i haven't looked guarantee you it's gonna be on one of them so that's us and we're gonna get this show on the road and do as good as we can to um, repeat the background and then share some uh, personal notes uh, we don't need to be screen specific all the time but we uh, certainly are gonna try and do our best to note what we think is notable and uh, I'm gonna try as best as I can to talk of some differences between the category free version of the movie and Mindfuck because they, uh, they uh, differ in very distinct ways including uh, having exclusive endings and uh, we certainly will talk of the mindfuck ending we have before we're gonna do it again so <laughs> <laughs> so that's um that's uh, uh us for now before the commentary so me and joshua we're gonna do a very scientifically f- uh, proven thing of uh syncing up properly and um we are gonna do a countdown so i'll i'll i will say but this is not the countdown i will say three two one play and when you hear me say play joshua you unpause your uh, your 4k video file and uh, we'll get the show on the road so uh, are you ready my friend to do some commentary yes sir i got the criterion laser disc lined up and ready <laughs> yeah we're not aiming for a blu-ray from criterion we want this on laser disc <laughs> that's right uh so uh that's uh that's us for now we're gonna get going into commentary world and uh, we're gonna do it by saying three two one play so first of all, there's going to be some background, uh, and uh, do interrupt me if you want to say anything, uh, Joshua. So when we first did an episode on this that we paired up with another hardcore porn flick uh, featuring hopping vampires and humans fucking them. Uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> we paired, uh, and that movie was Ghoul Sex Squad. I didn't have that much information. I mean, uh, there, there's no packed wiki on this movie, obviously. So uh, I made some errors in the first episode. I clarified those and rectified them in the second episode. And we're obviously going to talk of uh, uh, same uh, same uh, corrections here in the uh, audio commentary. But I suppose we should pause and let, um, let our notes sort of... Uh, uh, wandering to commenting on the bumbling thief uh, ninja here and by the way the, the credits that we saw i haven't had anyone 
translate them for me to see if they are genuine credits or like made up IFD style, but obviously in Chinese. Uh, and and I, I'm not sure they're even readable on this VHS version, Joshua, but, um, you know, they're over quick anyway. And here we get the bumbling ninja thief. Would you say this is a favorite section of the movie, even though it has nothing to do with the sex, the bumbling ninja slash thief? It's uh, certainly one of the most memorable. Uh, I like that we begin with like the uh, Rambo, uh, <laughs> Rambo two little montage of him getting ready beforehand, mm-hmm. and then followed by all of this uh, ridiculous, you know, physical comedy combined with porno. I mean, we'll I, I, I would I would love to recognize this actor in reality because it looks to me like he might have been a kung fu player of uh, some kind in the background or stuntman at uh, Short Brothers, Golden Hose or whatever. And he is getting a little silly physical role. He has nothing to do with any of the sexual uh, shenanigans, uh, but he's the comedic part of uh, uh, of the movie. And um, we will never know if these subtitles that are put on this VHS version are even correct because they made up a new plot versus versus the Category 3 edit that I'll, uh, uh, that I'll uh, talk uh, off. But uh, he suits up like Arnold, uh, that's for sure, and uh, he's uh, acrobatic and martial arts uh, able. And uh, it, it's, I suppose uh, the first evidence we're getting here too is that despite being a low-budget hardcore slash category free movie they at least afford some costumes and some mm-hmm. proper makeup to make this a period effort so and you know make fake facial hair for our character here and uh so so at least uh, in your words back in the day it looks like a movie it does surprisingly i mean i like this uh the little background that we had there just a second ago uh kind of reminds me of yeah have you seen born invincible the martial arts film. I know all of it. Have not seen it yet, but I know uh, it's a uh, it's Carter the Wong. Carter film. Wong, yes. Yeah, it, it looks similar to the a set in that film that actually is on a lot of the um, cover art and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, especially in just a few moments after we get past this totally necessary sex scene, uh, when we get back to our little ninja, I, I like uh, the set that he is on there too. Decent lighting and stuff. It's it's surprising for. Mindfuck. You know, some technical qualities will shine through here in uh, the movie, but um, mainly towards uh, the end when we get some special effects and um, and uh, things like that. So uh, uh, while we're at it, I'm going to return a little bit to while they're at it and while we're at it, uh, not <laughs> Joshua, but while they're at it, we're going to uh, talk a little bit more on the background. Do int- interrupt me if you need to, Joshua. Uh, we, we had an episode on the podcast network on Trilogy of Lust, so I corrected some of the um, uh, errors that I made in the first episode on uh, Mindfuck. But, uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're here again to uh, repeat some information and clarify. And uh, I said initially that, oh, Mindfuck, that's the original title of the XXX version. It blends so well with the print. It doesn't. It's clearly superimposed. <laughs> so it's not like that. that's a genuine like uh, 35mm title card or anything. No, it's just put on top of the thing. Um, what I found out along the way is that the, there's an actual category free version of the movie, i.e. a softcore edit. And it's not only reduced in the way you'd expect. There's no hardcore elements uh, in it uh, because that's not allowed with category free. But it's also drastically different in spots, uh, and that, that makes like for excellent essential info for the commentary as well. So that movie, the softcore edit of Mindfuck, 
is called Liu Chai Ghost Store, and it's noted as a 1993 production by director Wang Gingcheng, uh, who, according to IMD uh, and according to IMDb, the directing credit for Mindfuck is uh, for someone called Tu Ma Wu, or the other way, other way around, Wu Ma Tu. The XXX version of the film that we are watching at here, it, it adds this unnecessary layer of complexity to the plot, that uh, in, and it's its own plot, really, Joshua. Uh, the oh god, I just, oh, uh, <laughs> I just saw something I didn't want to see. <laughs> it's the XXX version. It's like such a quick cut. Like, oh, this is a, oh my god, I just saw a penis. Like, it, it, it's so like uh, it's no like foreplay for us as viewers. We just uh, not at all. We just see it's that like thing, you- and it's a close up of it too. Clearly from somewhere else, though. Uh, most of the inserts, are, I think, are for somewhere else. But we're gonna see some instances of these actors actually performing hardcore sex. I don't think it's this scene that they do, to be honest. No, it's much later. Uh, so most of the shots, as we said, are separately filmed inserts uh, rather than full full view of the actors having sex. But uh, count them two, I think, are, are the instances where we do see hardcore pornography as shot by this this cast and crew, I suppose. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't know how this came about. And I, I, I can't find out uh, whether a deal was struck mid-production to for one producer to take it out to one type of adults-only market, I the XXX market and then a few years later Hong Kong could have their category free edit um, but but they do exist so I mean an assembly of sorts uh, uh, did happen and uh, we can find them both I mean the, the Lu Chai Go story exists on Laserdisc so uh, and widescreen even so uh, it, it was released uh, properly on home home video but what it does feature Lu Chai Go story are new scenes uh, with actor Li Chung Ling and actress Chung uh, Big Wing, acting as relatives to the main characters, but they're not interacting with the separate footage to any any degree. They're, they're commenting on it. They're it's, they're cut it's and very paste. much the uh, IFD formula. You Indeed, know? they're completely separate. They don't even meet really uh, or lurk in the background or things like that. So, uh, uh, so they're cut and pasted into Mindfuck. Yeah, but again, Mindfuck has exclusive scenes, um, including ones of comedic nature. This is the funnier version. <laughs> 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 and a different ending so that's the background and while they, the two of them have been humping humping away this is probably the comedic set piece here where you're going to do yeah. some stealing probably it is I find it amusing not just because oh, yeah. I'm uh, like looking for any entertainment <laughs> so I mean uh, it's uh, also before we had this sex scene it's like someone is breaking into my house but the woman comes first, not unlike a category three movie. So he's not even looking for like whoever made the noise because uh, sex comes first. So it's that type of movie. So he's had all the time in the world to uh, walk around here. And uh, what is happening here in terms of the edit, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say exactly when it does because um, uh, it, it's hard to pinpoint. But w- what happens here in um, is that the... Ninja Thief is looking around a lot longer and circling and spotting food and feeling a bit, bit peckish. Uh, uh, and he indeed packed his uh, chopsticks and then he starts uh, farting. And I think this um, uh, is exclusive, like those comedic beats to Mindfuck, but it's not in Luchai Ghost Story. We don't get a lot of circling and trying to eat and then farting and all of that. And uh, when he spots the medallion at one point, that's when like Luchai Ghost Story resumes. So it, it's interesting. Uh, I would love to know 
but um, we, we, we don't. Why this was prepared into different ways, uh, because it's not like it's uh, they used Lu Chai Go's story and just threw in some hardcore stuff. The, the production clearly show shot for different purposes, you know. Or at least shot it as a porn movie, and then a few years later, when Category 3 movies became popular in Hong Kong, they realized, well, we can make something out of this, but the penises have to go. Is Li Chungling available? And indeed it was. The best line of the film there. Uh, I'm farting up a cyclone. <laughs> so. I mean, it's like riff tracks type of subtitles, <laughs> but um, they're, they're, they're kind of great, aren't they? Similar, it reminds me of... Uh... You might know this one, uh, Zombie 90 Extreme Pestilence. Well, I've heard your mm-hmm. podcast on it. I edited oh, okay. your podcast on it, I must say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> German splatter porn is uh, Joshua's uh, second go-to here in, here in the world. It is. It's, it's uh, a love of mine. Only if it's from the 90s and uh, terribly made. But yeah, that was a film that featured just a horrible English dub that was intentionally bad and uh, sold you know, as if it were legitimate you know and i'm not sure i like that concept that if you're going to dub something as stupid as it is originally mm-hmm. don't make fun of it just make an export dub you know what i mean it's it's i totally get that 100 percent. and i believe uh, damn the was... ninja theatrics is one of my favorite favorite subtitles yep he yes. you, you, he's a bumbling ninja slash thief so. that film i think it was andreas schnass and he was very upset with it but uh it took a very boring movie and made it into something at least watchable, I feel like. Because if you watch that movie, even with the dub, it's still pretty boring. I mean, did, did you... Um, like, when you watch Mindfuck and Luchai Ghost Story, is it a clear-cut like example of like Mindfuck all the way, or do you like some parts of Luchai Ghost Story and what that brings to the table? Or, or is it more boring because it's not as funny? Um... It's a tough one. I mean, I, I think I'm more favorable to Mindfuck just because, I don't know, there's something quaint and disgusting about this movie. <laughs> it's, I mean, uh, this thing is exclusive to this version. Uh, yeah. When he awakens the hopping vampire and, he, and he's comedically not, not aware of it, uh, which is, it's not Mr. Vampire in terms of the staging, but no. they, they do a decent enough job for a low-budget movie of this kind, which there were many of, the proper movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you know, it's uh, and, and the makeup is what it's supposed to be. Like, you recognize that this is the funeral gob and uh, the way the hopping vampires uh, look. So, um, so so I don't think this is um, overstaying his welcome. I think it's uh, rather fun to have this uh, opening comedic uh, set piece in the porn version. You know, it's it's not like they had to replace all the XXX stuff with comedy in Lucha. Right, story. Th- this seems like it would have been padding for a film that cut out the... Yeah, the uh, hardcore sex scenes. So, uh, but it, I find it fascinating that that it exists mm-hmm. in such different shapes. You know. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. There's something I don't know. Something about this damn movie. Concept of uh, hopping vampires for those who don't know is a pretty common thing in Chinese history and fol- folklore. Goes back to like the 1700s, and uh, in the West, we're probably most comfortable and know of it the most from uh, mr vampire from 1985 Uh, basically the vampires they're so rigid and stiff from being dead for such a long period of time that they must hop around 
and, and that made for entertaining celluloid. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It was not Absolutely. like stoic, like boring celluloid that restricted entertainment. <laughs> like, uh, no. like it was already evident in Samus movie, Spook Encounters, and then he produced Mr. Vampire yeah. and everything, everything changed. It's kind of funny that uh, something like that was, I, I suspect from the, you know, the stories and stuff from 1700 that it had a more spooky tilt to it, but it's so ripe for like comedy. You know, mm-hmm. you would think that that just is a comedic thing that uh, we pass along. Uh, and we have the hunchback with the does he have cross eyes and buck teeth, I think? Uh, yeah, so, uh, I, I mainly focused on the hunchback nature and the fact that we also we only see him deliver the medicine here in mind. fact, Luchai ghost story cuts to a, a new scene with uh, Li yes. Chun-Ling where, where he has bought medicine. And yes. uh, so that's the. They have one set that they do these scenes in, in the category three <laughs> version, and and outside for a bit too. But uh, that's when we see these clearly separate scenes. One or two of them are not even subtitled, but 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 some of them are. So we we could get a uh, the essence of the new plotting uh, that way. So. Uh, so um, I mean uh, I'm not good at remembering these these differences. I did make quite extensive notes, but I I, I think uh, they, they clearly looked at the movie Joshua to say okay <laughs> what what like structurally where are we at and what do we need to fill with to mm-hmm. make to make sense for the 18 plus audience that and not the audience that uh, are gonna watch the XXX version. So you know it's not high art, but there, clearly some thinking went into okay. We need to write something that acts as a bridge. And that's when Li Chun-Ling uh, comes in and all of that. So, The amazing thing about this film is no matter what version you're watching, the actual plot is pretty incomprehensible. It's it's like when, if you actually read these subtitles and follow the story, it's like it, none of it makes sense. And I, I, I mean, wonder... there's no hex or curse in Lu Chai Go's story. That's the invention of the... <laughs> Of the persons that are riffing partly, but also are making up a new plot and new names here. But I, I'm, I have to wonder: is there another version of this somewhere out there that is a little more like a real film? Maybe the original without the triple X edits. You yeah, know? I mean, the comedy would work in a regular Taiwanese, or if it is a Hong Kong right. version. I mean, the, the, uh, both these are in Mandarin. Both the Luchai Ghost Story version and um, it might be dual language on the laser disc, but the recording I have is Mandarin, and and so is this. Uh, might fuck, even though you might not be listening to the awesome dialogue in Chinese, but uh, it, it is Mandarin. So, in, and and in a way, I I think it it looks a little bit better than we give it credit for because the the VHS transfer is so smeared. So, you know, the set design and the costume design and makeup might be, you know, a little bit better than you might give it credit for. And uh, the actors look, it's melodramatic acting, sure. But it's not uh, terribly embarrassing in in that department. Uh, It's standard. But uh, it's not terribly embarrassing. It's uh, it's sort of a vibe that you're that you're used to watching a period uh, horror sex thing, mm. you know. Period horror sex thing, yeah. A sex type thing, as as Stone Temple Pilots uh, would say. Hey, hey, m- m- making a grunge uh, reference uh, uh, reference here. <laughs> So uh, if you like, Joshua, you, you can transition into and I will um, interrupt you. Um, you, you made some um, uh, 
research on uh, pornography, actual research, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which I'm sure was difficult. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, seriously, there is some context here. So uh, why don't you mm-hmm. um, enlighten us and I'll uh, interrupt if I need to um, highlight something. So. Uh, just, just looked into the fact that, like, you know, where does this film come from? What is the background of it? You know, pornography itself is strictly prohibited under Chinese criminal law. And if somebody is caught producing pornography over there, the person may be sentenced to life imprisonment. So beginning in like 1983, the Chinese Communist Party created an anti-spiritual pollution campaign uh, today in China. Although porn is still very much illegal over there, like everywhere else, it's easily available on the Internet. You know, people do their best to get around those things. VPNs, I guess, is, or something similar might be in use. Um, Taiwan, however, their history with uh, China is very much well talked about. Um, they have a very deep and distinct cultural background themselves. And as an outsider, it, it's difficult for me, somebody who hasn't studied it my entire life, to even wrap my head around the differences. But uh, essentially, just quick research, 6,000 years ago, roughly, indigenous people in Taiwan settled on a small island the south of mainland China. Uh, they went through some upheaval, being taken control of by China and then Japan and if we just stop you right there, uh, this um, this sex scene is important, goddammit. But no. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> what happens here, there, there's um, slower foreplay here in the mindfuck version as uh, husband and wife uh, do what husband and wife are supposed to do, despite her being sick. Luchai ghost story cuts right to them being naked in bed. But uh, what mindfuck then has is some missionary in bed and then some uh, hardcore pornographic inserts that... Uh, I'm glad I have my notes in front of me so I don't have to look at the screen all the time. Oh, oh God, there it was again. <laughs> but uh, no, so it's uh, they, they treat it differently. The, the tenderness of it all is here in the uh, in the hardcore uh, pornography version. And then, you know, the uh, the uh, the assistant in the household or whatever, she's um, uh, she watches on as uh, Turl carries Mura uh, to bed Turl. and all of that Turl. Is that Luca? No, no, Luca, I believe, is the bad girl that comes later. Exactly. <laughs> Her name is Luca. She lives on the second floor. <laughs> Good lord, who can keep up? There we go. We're right in this. So, this, uh, like, when they are naked in the bed, essentially, the category free version, because maybe because they had the Li Chung Ling sex scene in between and a narrative scene, they needed to sh- shorten down some, some, some scenes, and uh, foreplay went and uh, straight to the fucking in Lu Chaiko's story. But anyway, uh, resume your. Uh, important research while we watch this right yeah uh, going back there, there was a chinese civil war essentially saw the communist party take control over most of mainland china uh previous ruling body vacated to taiwan and uh being left to govern on the small island and on the other islands that were nearby that's what they did the republic of china um has not been acknowledged by the un and ultimately Political ties are pretty muddy in that area, but the ROC is what controls Taiwan. Um, so with this political muddiness comes some different rules over pornography in that area. So porn can be legally and traded and sold in that region, uh, with DVDs, TV, and Internet being the main levels of distribution. Uh, but piracy is a big thing for porn in that area, as well as just general films. Hey, it's a kaleidoscope of pretty flowers. 
Ooh. Oh god, there it was again. Yeah, I think my note here, let me see, I wrote a note here. It says, like watching a hot dog enter a hand sandwich. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not pretty because it's, I mean, it is what it is. It's, it, it's sex, so it's not like that. that is ugly. But it's because... Again, it, it's a close-up insert from from out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. That you know, if we would have had a clear print, it probably would have mm-hmm. been even more well, one disgusting, but one even more apparent that it comes from like a completely different source. The film footage is more grainy and things like that. So may, the VHS version here might uh, dilute the uh, back and forth between footage from elsewhere. And the viewers, can, oh, geez, the viewers can can see here that uh the porn the porn is on your alarm your alarm goes off like the porn is on <laughs> <laughs> the degradation here of uh just the video is just makes everything so much worse you know this is a dupe of a dupe of a dupe more than likely but but uh, anyway we we are dedicated to delivering the info so please uh, resume your um, your research uh, information I was just, uh, piracy is a big thing in porn over there, and uh, because pornography does not traditionally have much recognition in terms of copyright uh, in that section of the world, uh, it's not very well protected. So uh, it's stated that copyright protection is usually strict in Taiwan, but uh, pornography is a big exception, which means that we can distribute mindfuck all we want. Except we can't because we need to censor it if it's going <laughs> to appear on YouTube. So, but other than that, it's uh, you know we don't monetize um, our channel. Uh, I mean, it's going to be on on my channel, I suppose. Uh, but uh, I don't monetize it, so having mind fucking the title uh, isn't uh, going to hurt our efforts or anything. You know. Yeah, it might have to be mind f star star. Something. If we were monetizing it, but we're not, so, so I don't care. We can put it up that way. You know, uh, I mean that's the uh, issue with YouTube. Apparently, you you can swear, but not until a few minutes into your video nowadays. Wow, otherwise, really? Uh, otherwise, uh, like your advertising money is gonna, it's not gonna come in. So it's so it's so bizarre now that they've uh, become so strict in terms of uh, what they'll allow on their website. And there's a, it's a great close up there. Um, <laughs> it's also because it's it it's also the it's not shot um, with a sense of the artistic. Either. No, you go from the kaleidoscope of flowers to hot dog and a ham sandwich. Because they're, they're sweaty too, and presumably mm-hmm. the actress that are performing it is a little bit wet. So, I mean, you, you, that shows up too. And that would happen between husband and wife, of course, because husband and wife enjoys each other. But it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I, I, I was looking for like a... You know, real world mindfuck here. You know, <laughs> I wasn't looking for like a document of uh, how how it was in the in the in the past uh, in the past eras and all of that. But um, but it, and and it's not like pornography where we get like ten minutes of it, where it is hardcore all throughout. You know, oral sex and uh, vaginal sex and anal sex, and you get used to it. But here it's like it's going along, it's going along. It's pretty much softcore. Oh, there's a bit. Okay. <laughs> Maybe there won't be any this time. Maybe there won't be any. Oh, oh God. dear God. God. I mean, <laughs> your quote always struck, stuck with me because the VHS quality makes the hues look a bit orange in a later uh-huh. scene. Uh, I mean, your, your quote was that it looks like 
the actors or the transfers like it has a this glazed like layer of shit on top of yes. it. it just looks extra disgusting that they're a bit orangey wow yeah so so it's uh, plot wise it's starting to uh, you know it it doesn't drag it out with comedy it doesn't uh, you know uh, wait to introduce uh, the fact that we're supposed to hate the husband, you know, that is gonna get introduced that in these subtitles anyway, he talks of like, oh, I hate her illness so much, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do about that? You know, mm-hmm. can we do something about that? So, here in the, uh, in Luchai Ghost Story it's, it's a little bit more it's a bit of an accident that he poisons his wife later in the film, but here we, you know, it's set up that um, he is a bad man and he can't take her illness so he wants to get rid of her and off her uh, it's amazing this scene you don't notice here in the bar that uh, it actually features the bumbling ninja thief because in Luchai Ghost Story it's a bit more clear Uh, the clarity is better so you you see he's there here we don't notice that because some, some asshole dressed like a ninja until they zoom in on him you know, and they talk about black, black magic hexes and, uh, you know, so. But he's up for it, I think, as a performer. Um, whoever played the bumbling ninja thief, you know, the exaggerated comedic performance, spit take. He's up for that. He's, do, he's doing his job. And uh, uh, so <laughs> I actually wrote down the, the quote. I, I, I guess I took it from your old notes. Here in the, here in the bar scene or at a, in a later bar scene. The subtitles are amazing, so I'm going to quote you because you wrote it down. So the new <laughs> subtitles go like this as they sit and talk in the bar. Like, uh, how's this for a true mindfuck? My daughter was fucking away and a thief came and stole the jewel. <laughs> so, you know, it's not classy Chinese uh, period drama dialogue, you know. It's, uh, so, and, and also, like, the dialogue is shot in this super distance, distanced master shot, too. So well directed it is not uh, but functional I suppose uh, it is you know and it is it's very funny that we're that was it that little scene was at 25 minutes in the film and it finally explains exactly what happened during the uh, the introduction of the film that the magic jewel caused a release of black magic hexes which is I guess what we're dealing with for the rest of the film but and, and the movie doesn't really have the capability to Mm-mm. show that uh, you know no. there's no there's no like scenes of pandemonium where like <laughs> what's happening why is everyone why is everyone afflicted by with the hex and all of that but uh, yeah, so um, but but let's do some spiritual cleansing instead you know so uh, because uh, black magic yeah, you need to get it out uh, by taking a bath. A long ball. Yes. Yesterday there was a great disturbance in the atmosphere. <laughs> yes. I'm, in a way, I'm also glad that in an it's an alternative. Obviously, either you treat mindfuck as the alternative or Luchai ghost story as the alternative. So that therefore, it, it's fun to see what they came up with or deemed you know what was appropriate for their little subtitle session like what if there was a hex of some kind did they say that i don't know i don't know chinese dude so let's just write it down and subtitle it and put it on vhs and release somewhere you know i don't remember if this bath scene uh, runs incredibly long but it would be a staple of um 
category for Isinamov, just uh, having a filler mm-hmm. scene like this, uh, even though they claim it's it's related to a plot, you know, she needs cleansing, but still. I think it's a couple of minutes, and then, uh, and soon I think we'll be meeting the fucking, the gentleman that will train her to take down hexes for some reason or another. I mean, earlier you had, um, uh, like the scene in the bar, the restaurant where the husband and the mistress are talking that, that we commented on now, uh, and then we see the bumbling ninja thief. That that goes on longer in Lucha Go story, and the and the subtitles talk about uh, she uh, she recommends the Taoist priest to cure his wife. So uh, Turl or whatever his name was in Lucha Go story, he's uh, he's trying to help his wife still. So um, that that's an interesting uh, structural difference. That mm-hmm. uh, I mean, they didn't read that mind fuck. I don't think, but but the subtitles obviously uh, rewritten. Yeah, it's very, it's so interesting that a film that spends so much time on, like, the kind of the visual elements. I, it, it's granted, look, this isn't Kubrick, I'm not saying that, but, like, uh, just the scene previous, the shots previous to this with, like, the, I guess, whatever that is, like a manual or something like that being presented over her skin and um, the set, the flowers, all this stuff, you know, and, and the plot doesn't make a damn lick of sense. No, it's it's difficult to get a handle on. Uh, they, they they try to make um, uh, flash back in uh, in in dialogue that uh, you know the governor has something to do with the hex across the land and the entire country has been affected. The entire land has been infected, but but they don't have the abilities to show this I or, or the makers weren't attempting this to be a black magic hex curse movie the makers of the pornography por- came up with it which is amusing that they, it, they went it through. seems like somebody loved it you know somebody really was putting their time and effort into the film you know doesn't look just like a cash grab like let's make a sex movie and that'll be it you know there are much easier ways to do that I mean, even the persons that translated Ghoul Sex Squad, it looks like it was done in the same way. It might have been the same persons. The the subtitles are similar, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, they they had their hands on 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 at least two movies of this kind. Mm-hmm. You know? We haven't seen Ghoul Sex Squad in any alternative fashion. It just exists with the human fucking uh, the hobby vampire. So that's all you need. What, who needs any more? I like this little set here. It's pretty plain on the background, but uh, the camera. some fun different stuff um, as uh, the demons come out. That um, differs quite uh, distinctly between uh, between the versions. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so, and I'm, I'm I'm kind of a sucker for even a low budget type of you know demonic manifestation type of scene, battling supernatural, whatever. So uh, even if it's low budget, I'm kind of weak, uh, uh, weak for it. So that's uh, uh, as we get to see it uh, in different ways uh, uh, in Mindfuck versus Lucha Ghost Story. It's one of the standout little scenes because, uh, you know, at least it wasn't just a melodrama in costumes and then some sex thrown in. It, it's kind of busy, which is classic Hong Kong Taiwanese yeah. stuff. And that helps. Is this uh, the first scene to feature the couple from the the beginning since their sex scene? 
yeah, I mean, they were in the bar together, but it wasn't uh, that. Oh, they were uh, in the bar. Wow. Uh, no, no, he was. Uh, uh, it was only her talking with Turl, the husband, and he has the reintroduction of the Taoist priest that we um, that we saw in the beginning. And, and this stuff, you know, to um, to get the physical effects done on set, you know, the fire coming out or the yeah. smoke coming out. I'm 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 still terribly fond of that stuff. As I said, low budget solutions sure. in the wake of Mr. Vampire or whatever movie that the uh, production would riff on, perfectly perfectly fine you using intense zooms for no reason to sort of add action <laughs> perfectly fine i i think this is totally acceptable i think this is entertaining and it doesn't make you think of a porn film joshua right and all of a sudden like boom and insert <laughs> it would happen like oh my god <laughs> five seconds from now <laughs> but yeah it, it truly is it's like a really fun little horror vehicle that somehow is a porn movie too uh, it's almost as if maybe the filmmakers that were trying to use this as something that could get them work elsewhere maybe you know yeah it, it requires technicians of sorts and uh, maybe they could show up that they could make a, a, a low budget movie of its kind porn or not so um why not um uh, uh, why not? Uh, if, uh, and and it, get, it gets by on the you know the chanting and the zooming and the lights, waiting for red to blue. That it has a minor charm and low budget solutions when chanting to you know dark gods and you have green and red lights flickering. That's that, that, as I said, that's acceptable. And he summons like uh, gods that are like clownish actors in uh, makeup that are going to enter here soon enough. And that's fine by me in this framework of uh, of uh, Taiwanese Hong Kong cinema being churned out. Uh, you know, it's it's hardly like Choi Hak finesse, you know, in terms of uh, uh, visual style. But I find it very acceptable. And uh, I'm, 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 uh, I enjoy the sequence. I'm like you. I'm still not sure what they are targeting the wife. Here in this version, it seems awfully cruel to target her just because she's sick. <laughs> but 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 you know it's a revenge film, so I guess uh, if you gotta you gotta craft hate somewhere, Joshua, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of kaleidoscope effects in this film. I'm I, I'm 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 thinking that's uh, perfectly acceptable uh, to it. It adds a sheen on the movie. That uh, yeah, I remember that visual. It's it might not be original. But I do remember that visual. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would you say um, about this uh, scene where the gods turn up? I mean, is it is it okay just because you don't expect too much out of Mindfuck? Or is it kind of fun to see, you know, summoned gods, but they're guys in, in uh, appropriate makeup, you know, uh, dancing around there? Is that like, is it okay? Is it fun? Not all of this is fun. You know, it's a, there's an entire genre of movies out here like this. And this is the only one with the uh, hardcore sex that we're aware of. There, there are some differences here um, uh, between Mindfuck and Luchai Go's story. Um, the, I, I think in in Mindfuck, uh, my memory might be clouded here, so we're going to have to watch the screen. But at one point, uh, her chanting to Buddha hurts the demon's ears. And the red-faced demon that's going to appear here plugs uh, his ears up yeah. and he shares that idea to his blue-faced friend and then there's the idea to untangle the cloth as she uh, spins around and that's unique uh, little beats to um, to this version <laughs> great stuff 
Uh, one of my notes originally said that like these god characters or what have you look like they'd be perfectly fit in like the 1990s WWF. <laughs> it becomes about wrestling when you're <laughs> of course to, always <laughs> trying to find notes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shooting this, it, it it's not like they uh, use post production to make this a bit more special. In the aftermath of shooting it. It looks just like the, the actress is on the thing that spins around. And uh, the guys are dancing around her. And that's our supernatural scene. But uh, uh, I, I I just like the sort of a, the, the balls they have to just crowd a movie like this. And especially in the light of this being a, a hardcore pornography film too. Which we haven't seen for a good 10-15 minutes and we're going to sit here and talk and boom, more cocks and balls. Come on, I thought we were done with this. <laughs> we got about three minutes from my notes until the next one, I think. And, and the thing is, all of this could have been very grating. These characters mm-hmm. uh, and their high-pitched delivery, it could have been very grating. They could have resorted to comedy that would have just, oh God, do something. Uh, they, they would they, they could have resorted to more Pratt Falls, but here it's within a supernatural context, uh, albeit a low budget one is executed. But I think it it's paced well enough, and the comedy that is here, it um, as we stated in the beginning, it doesn't overstay its welcome actually, which is nice. So because uh, sometimes it was just a matter of do be noisy for ten minutes, and uh, we call that our comedic section, and if that's as ref- as refined as comedy was in these movies especially in kung fu comedies that were worse than the great kung fu comedies you know people get upset about the new star wars films and uh the character of ray how she's able to just pick up being a uh, jedi after just a you know quick little training sequence or whatever but here in mindfuck we got this we've got more uh uh just taking on gods after one afternoon of learning <laughs> about how to fight bad, fight with her spiritual warfare. It's a good thing that we waited until the current Star Wars series was finished so we could like have perspective. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is awfully similar to... <laughs> I, have a, I have a dissertation coming out. Uh, Star Wars and mine, fuck. The, the similarities. Lucha Ghost Story is longer, I think, here when um, she thanks the monk as she kneels in front of him and she she lays out her past life and her past and the bad luck in her past life and her ill deeds. So that scene goes on for a little bit longer, but here it's just a few seconds as they thank the monk in the wake of um, the attacks by the gods. So, and not bad exposition. Just, I mean, uh, that's that that uh, aspect to Lucha Ghost Story. I do, uh, um, I do like. We have a particularly gross sex scene coming up. Would you like me to read you uh, one of my notes? Please do, because <laughs> I'm struggling to think of which one of the disgusting scenes is this. It says the sliminess of his testicles during intercourse <laughs> is enough to make you turn away in fear. Yeah, well, we've so. seen um, we've seen some uh, some natural fluids so yeah. far, so we're gonna see some uh, some more, I suppose. So. No, no climaxes though. <laughs> I guess there's that. I mean, it is how porn works. Let's break the spell through sex because these subtitles argue that he's under a spell. I mean, it looks like he's drunk. So yeah, genius. 
makes you wonder. I'm telling you, I do. I am curious if there's like another cut of this out here somewhere. Some um, the filmmakers probably just used uh, this as a cut out all this, the hardcore sex and then create a VHS tape so they could pass it around and show people what we're capable of, kind of. Here, here, by the way, the hunchback uh, listening in and being distraught uh, is is uh, uh, is listening into the sex scene that's going on between uh, the husband and his mistress. Uh, that's also exclusive to to mindfuck. It, it's not pervy as such. Um, um, there are jump cuts to in, in in this same scene in Luchai Go story as they stand up in bed at one point. There's like a jump cut. Uh, that uh, might be just negative damage, uh, you know. So because it uh, they change position like in one frame. Probably features Lee Chung Ling standing outside the window instead. <laughs> yeah, wasn't there in actuality something like that that, that they um, they had him come in? Of course they did. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, uh, it, 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 it's a fair amount to remember here in terms of uh, differences, but we're doing our best to sort of communicate it, I suppose. But uh, I think you're getting a good idea, listeners, that it's a job to sort of um, differentiate between the two, and that, that means watching the two isn't that redundant, you know? No, it's very different. They're very different movies. I mean, at one point, um, there, there's going to be some uh, hardcore inserts here when uh, when they get into the writing position. Um, and in Mindfuck, he climaxes. I don't know if there's a cum shot or anything, but uh, at that point, uh, the hunchback continues to react outside as the, there's lightning strikes and all of that. And uh, and I think at one point, uh, Peony, um, which is the wife... I mean, I'm using names, but I think from... Uh, Luchai ghost story as well but yeah. uh, anyway the wife comes and I think uh, her assistant or helper or whatever they continue to you know the knock on the door like what's going on there Who, what are you doing in there and then uh, the mistress uh, Luca or Sue oh god oh lord <laughs> um, she leaves uh, um, you know by the back door or out the back door and then the, the hunchback uh, uh, beats her, you know, catches up and beats her. So that's also exclusive to um, here to uh, to Mindfuck. So there's some drama, Joshua. Oh! oh, oh. <laughs> the, the, the insert you were commenting on, it really is the where the whole, like, like, like it's, the light reflects on his, <laughs> uh, on his sweat. That, that's the problem. Oh, God. I mean, it's, you know sex gets sweaty i've heard yeah uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh god oh boy <laughs> it you would have been a bit more desensitized if they did this cutting back and forth for a few minutes but they reserve right. it for a few seconds here and there that makes the startling factor even greater and i mean in terms of the, it's so it's so uh, massive. Oh, <laughs> uh, hilarity. And, and you wouldn't, you know, if looking at the softcore stuff as shot alone, it's not, uh, it's not, you know, the, the sort of most grand softcore sex that any Hong Kong or Taiwanese movie shot at this time. It was just filmed. Uh, indie settings, a few you know beats in terms of how the sexual 
scene is gonna go on here we go and uh, oh, then over over and done with so it's not like this is uh something like whole fun would shoot or or <laughs> some great looking stuff from sex and sen uh even though that was more comedic uh, sex and sen so but by watching so many of these movies for the show you, you know you, you get an appreciation for who did it well and who who simply just uh, wanted to quickly be part of the marketplace you know right and 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 this feels like one of those movies that well while it has some technical qualities yes it quickly wanted to be part of the marketplace in some shape or form and in 1993 it was uh, you know during the heyday of category three You know, Miss Mora, the disease she seems afflicted with, it happens, she begins coughing early on in the film. Uh, I don't think the film ever explains, but I'm assuming this is part of the hex. Yeah, and she's, uh, don't they argue that she carries the hex? That she's the vessel for the hex, or at least the, the husband makes up that story at some point. It's so, it's a very, like when you actually... Like my notes were pretty extensive uh, rewatching the film for like a third or fourth time or whatever at this point. <laughs> well, at least the third time because this is the third yeah. time. <laughs> I, I tried to go back through. This would be the fourth time, right? We've done two podcasts, plus I watched it previously. It's fourth time. But um, I. Uh... There is a mindfuck day nowadays, too. So on, on that day, it gets watched. <laughs> a, double, a double bill with Google, Google Sex Squad. I tried my best to keep up with the plot, writing down characters' names, trying to keep up with it. And uh, it was pretty surprising just how disjointed it is in a lot of ways. At this point, I think um, right around, somewhere around this point in Luchai Ghost Story, the husband actually sits down to to talk to Peony, as she's called in Lucha Go story, about she needs to look after herself. And he reprimands the husband, her assistant, for letting her go out uh, to be this active. She needs to rest. So, um, you know, at least there are traces of him uh, uh, still caring. But again, I think, I think it was a little bit of an accident. He actually pursues a cure. And then it goes uh, tits up. Um, I mean, if you... If you haven't seen this movie and you're just watching it for the commentary, this movie will be a ghost revenge movie eventually because uh, that's a type of packed Hong Kong cinema, Taiwanese cinema movie that you would expect even night. So um, that's why we're talking about uh, him giving her her, her cure, and it's a mistake and all of that. So um, it, it's interesting how those uh, how those differ. Well, while we uh, wait, uh, not wait, but while we watch, uh, Joshua, we, we've, t- we've mentioned Ghoul Sex Squad, we've mentioned tri- Trilogy of Lust, and there are examples of uh, other hardcore pornographic movies that uh, Hong Kong and Taiwanese cinema, mostly Hong Kong, I suppose, were uh, blessed with. Uh, and um, why don't you at least uh, break down Trilogy of Lust for us, because it's a, it's a little bit more well-known example with some... Uh, people we can identify even i don't know who any of these actors are <laughs> well with trilogy of lust the big name is uh, julie lee mm-hmm. director and lead actress director lee well she's one of the crazier characters from the 1990s in hong kong cinema and uh i, I'm just was thinking that uh, she, 
she'd probably be like mayor of Portland if she were like a U.S. resident today. Um, just because she's kind of whack. You don't get that one? No. Nope. Okay, well, Portland, which I'm not going to go into, but Portland is a very crazy place where people of uh, very different uh, backgrounds tend to you know, kind of fly to. And that's kind of what she is, just one of those weird people with weird hobbies. And she was the creative force behind Trilogy of Lust, uh, a film featuring hardcore scenes with our actress copulating with actual eggs along with some like and, and they fisting. were shot that way that's not a movie with uh, imported uh, you know right, no. si- uh, 60 millimeter um, uh, hardcore inserts now julie, julie was all about it uh she was the driving force behind the series that ended up with just two films and not an actual trilogy uh, in one market maybe germany i think they threw in an unrelated uh, horror movie called the imp and dubbed that trilogy of Lust Free for some reason. It has nothing to... Uh, Julie isn't even in it. So, and While we're looking at the screen here, too, I should note that this is like a two-minute long death scene. The actress... Yeah, she, she, she spits blood and like lies on the floor a lot longer here in Mindfuck. So uh, Mindfuck wasn't all about the pace. Uh, you know. I don't even think she's dead yet. I think we're going to go back to her. And I think okay, she's, she's poisoned yet. Okay, she's merely sick. Okay. Well, I don't know what this woman's going but anyway, uh, the first film in the Trilogy of Lost series is one that everybody pretty much knows and remembers, primarily because of those scenes involving the egg and also the fisting. Um, it tells the story of a damaged mainland girl who survived a great deal in her life and finds herself haunted by her past, but ultimately has a sexual awakening in a small fishing village. Uh, what, can I stop you right there? Here's uh, the peeping that goes on here. There's a uh, longer longer shots of the rope being uh, you know as she slides the rope between her legs as Turl peeps uh, this scene is in Luchai Ghost Story but actually uh, cut up for the following reason uh, there, there's a close up shot of the actress here and no insert which show where she uses uh, the rope or the what is it a brush or whatever uh, and also a wooden dildo in a little bit uh, this is one of the one of the two real hardcore porn scenes that clearly this uh, crew shot because uh, this isn't from somewhere else because they they've lingered on this shot for a bit so there's no way they, this uh, was in the archives to borrow you know what I mean and and, and the actress appears with the male actor in a little uh, bit it's it's this masturbation scene is in Luchai Ghost Story but appropriately when there's some downstairs action that stuff is um, cut out and there's also going to be uh, uh, she uh, at one point uh, some CBT torture in this version <laughs> yeah, I, know, I know some stuff Joshua I researched look at you I researched <laughs> cock and ball torture which is that's um, what they call it I, I don't judge I don't judge anyone but fuck me that's unpleasant yeah I know god almighty and and uh, but but the the movie uh, equals the playing field a little bit because we get male frontal nudity as well. Yeah, yay! <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, it's appropriate that we talk Julie Lee as uh, this uh, people scene goes on. happens. Yes, she worked behind the scenes. We have trilogy loss along with. Uh... Mouton Faye, is that, am I pronouncing that correctly? Uh, no, Mouton Faye, the director of Men Behind the Sun, now uh, sadly um, uh, passed away uh, this year or last year. Poor fella. Uh, anyway, I crafted a memorable film, if nothing else. Practically 
great deal of triple x rated content within its uh, 80 minute runtime. I, I like his look there as he stands like oh, do you like what you say jeez oh, so. <laughs> she's into some different stuff this one you reap what you sow yeah <laughs> I mean Tr- Trilogy of Lust is um, it, it's, it's a proper movie it's a dramatic movie it has some things to say I suppose it's uh, she, she wants it to be a dramatic arc there but I think uh, by going as far as she does um <laughs> <laughs> speaking of going as far as it does yeah that uh, they stay on this uh you know it's clearly the production shot this so they could stay on these shots because they they you know they weren't trying to hide the fact that they they didn't shoot this and imported the shots from elsewhere so that that's why we see more of this uh, stuff here uh but i think the problem with trilogy of last is because she goes so far in the sexual shenanigans the drama isn't that affecting uh, as such i mean there's even you know a melodramatic crescendo to the movie that involves fisting yeah so i mean i, I think her heart is in the right place as a as a dramatic filmmaker and narrative driven filmmaker and she's a decent enough actress because she did regular movies too often category free but she wasn't on the outskirts making porn only but i think uh, trilogy of lust might have been better if um and probably maybe even is better in the category free version because it is, is isn't that uh, you know startling to have she's she's a very like she believes in her art you know going back to the portland thing you know have you you've never seen the show portlandia it kind of encapsulates the zaniness of this one little american town that's kind of uh the hotbed of like people who haven't left the 90s you know like the sort of place that you'd expect to go there and somehow uh you have like fucking liquid uh, television still playing on the tv somewhere and fucking weird zaniness that was the 1990s and you know for all of the cock and ball torture and everything like that this looks like a very poorly constructed sex scene here yeah, I don't believe just, this man just standing is having sex there with this and, woman uh, yeah. let's do this I mean let's tilt the camera they, they don't tilt the camera as a matter of fact but in these movies we've often seen the way they fill these shots out um, or these scenes out is by tilting the camera left tilt it to the right don't tilt back and then shoot Pauline Chan in the shower as she looks into the camera. <laughs> and that's good. She she were dead. And unfortunately, Great. she died. She yeah. But it's uh, one of the longer uh, uh, P, uh, set pieces in the movie, I suppose. But, but like, for, for Trilogy of Lust, is it, uh, do you remember it being any, any affecting as a drama or the hardcore stuff? takes so much center stage that it doesn't have a chance to affect as a drama uh, i don't know is it too distracting or is it just distracting enough i it's hard to say i mean for me um i mean when you think about the film i think all the you know outlandishness is what sticks out and here's muir still dying uh, <laughs> how long has it been well, there, there, there's been a there's been a sex scene in between. <laughs> so, <laughs> she is still dying. She's alone, this woman, man. She's alone. She doesn't she doesn't know when to say enough. Just She's a decent enough actress. I have to say, she she looks very pretty, and um, she she can act up a melodramatic storm, and it doesn't look uh, terrible on her. And uh, it's going to look even better on her as the movie takes the revenge um, angle uh, here in the last uh, third and all of that. So, um, I, I I do like. Um, the 
look of her uh, that way. I think that this is a flashback, uh, flashback, very fogged up. Uh, you can't see that. <laughs> guys, guys, um, there was a mistake to shoot it in a sauna. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is the way the YouTube video is going to look during the, the, uh, the heavy sex moments. Joshua uh, rendered the video in his uh, in his sauna. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they cut back and forth between the smudginess of the the you know erotic moment to this like pristine but still disgusting shot of their crotches gyrating. Same as from before, even though this might be a flashback to the earlier scene, but anyway. But but you're right with Julie, there, there was certainly belief there, and you know, try and push and argue for your drama through sexual means, as she did, uh, in, in the hardcore version in particular. I, I don't dislike that idea. You, you, you don't, it's not a terribly mounted film at all. Um, and uh, speaking of mounting, I suppose... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so, so I mean, she she saw it through, and uh, she had a a, um, a veteran filmmaker by her side uh, in some shape or form, uh, Mouton Fay, uh, who was kind of a, the co-director of the film, which makes sense. He, he had been directing um, for for a good ten, twelve, thirteen years at that point, and uh, pushing boundaries too with his exploitation movies, whether Lost Souls at Shaw Brothers or Men Behind the Sun. And uh, by that point, maybe Black Sun, the Nanking Massacre, had been uh, released. So Mutenfei knew a thing or two. There, there's some unexpected wind in the town, and the, act, the ten extras run around in the street like, it's the hex, it's the hex. <laughs> so that's their big sort of crowd shot. But the trilogy of Lost Two, by the way, is not a, a hardcore movie. It's a, a regular movie. It pushes boundaries quite, uh, quite extreme. It's a category three movie, all right. It earned that rating and done some, but um, it's um, it's a regular one. But um, new ideas, and uh, it's um, ever so watchable too, because uh, Julie is um, is an intense uh, presence, game actress. Didn't we cover that? Yep, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. We did. Okay. Back in the day when the Trashy Trio was on, we had all you guys around for a big old Julie Lee special. Oh, yeah. That was a good time. Good time. In between, I mean, the 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 death scene isn't going to happen, happen yet, but... Um, uh, and we won't demonstrate these scenes, but uh, you know, you know they, they insert some scenes with uh, Li Chung Ling and and the actress uh, talking of that their, their, their sister-in-law is dead. So it, it's these uh, brightly lit scenes that just are a functional sort of narrative string, and then they have sex a little bit. And uh, it, it, it's so funny. One of the scenes, like Li Chung Ling, he sort of—I mean, you can't see me, but he sort of uh, uh, he pouts and then like thrusts against her, like. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm, like he wants to have sex and he he he's, he doesn't smooth talk he's just like mm. come on, come on. Yeah, just wants, touch it <laughs> and uh, so so here like the 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 visual scene is the same as in Luchai ghost story uh, when she eats the um poison and the husband reacts but here the husband has been He's clearly on board. They're like, we're going to poison this bitch. We're going to get rid of her. She has the hex. She, she is the cause of the hex. 
And uh, in uh, Luchago's story, his reaction is because he doesn't expect this. He expects this to be a cure. So what would you say here in terms of, we, we talked about this before, but really it deserves to be talked of again, especially if people haven't heard our prior discussion. We're going to get a makeup showcase of notes here. So what's your um, uh, general notes on how they, uh, she, she's going to rip her skin off at some point here. So how you've seen it a couple of times now and had uh, the ability and the chance to analyze it. Uh, I mean, how does this uh, sort of switch to horror? Uh, fair in yours you know we'll get to it in probably just a second like when she actually gets to changing and whatever I, I just know that one of my notes says Mura looks like uh, Tetsuo's girl from, from Tetsuo the Iron Man <laughs> which is uh, very appropriate but yeah the, the movie kind of from here on out we're almost at the last 30 minute mark it's like it becomes uh, an entirely different genre it's uh, which is appropriate because it's it's what it's been building to the entire time. Uh, so many of these little like low budget, um, folklore based horror films, you know, and uh, it fits in with uh, a lot of like the Southeast Asian horrors that uh, you see. Oh Lord, I can't remember what is the I'm trying to think of the one film with like the floating head that goes around killing people. Yeah, we, uh, Witch with a Flying Head yeah, is yeah, a yeah, yeah, Taiwanese yeah. movie, but also there's like Indonesian movies. Yeah, the Indonesian ones too, I'm so. thinking of, but yeah, it becomes similar to that, which is, you know. I mean, I, I, I really think they uh, they had a technical crew in the makeup department of Note here, because in, in both versions, um, the more clear version that we saw on Laserdisc of the Category 3 version, this uh, horror stuff that's coming up is... Uh, Mm-hmm. in full view and all of that and when she rips off her skin mm-hmm. i mean hd might reveal that it's a makeup cake there but right. uh here on vhs and on the laser disc standard definition when she rips off her skin that looks pretty cool because i like how dark the skin is underneath uh, and also it doesn't look like a big like bulge of stuff there that the makeup department has applied that she needs to rip off it looks very like it looks as part of her face it looks like she rips the skin off her face and uh, that is rather haunting because she obviously is now she's she does the classic thing of i'm 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 gonna haunt you you know you're gonna you know this is not over and she turns on her husband as she should and i i think the movie argues well that this scene should go on because it's horrific mm-hmm. as she both ingests the poison and then feels bad her hair falls out and then we're going to see the makeup application um, in full view and i think it i've said it before i still think it looks great it yeah. looks gross i mean it might not be medically accurate you're, you're a trained nurse you're going to ruin this <laughs> moment here for us no. but it looks gross man it looks i mean it looks like uh, she she's part of the um, the uh, the visitors from v like she's a lizard underneath there <laughs> because she's it looks green but it looks gross man and i love this i really yeah. really love this you know i mean how, how much of that was inspired you think by poltergeist uh, I don't know. There, there, she there is goes a, to the there, mirror, you know, pulls off the skin in the same spot. Well, there is actually a Hong Kong movie called Possessed that copies the Poltergeist scene beat by beat. So Hong Kong had done it like without even, uh, uh, you know, uh, being subtle about it. You know. Look at this. This is great. 
I mean, you're used to, you know, the Germans doing their makeup as best they can. You've seen Clausier production doing makeup. I mean, where does this land? Is this, uh, is this up there? Is this sort of a, an elite little showcase of, um, of body horror, you think? Yeah, I think this is, it really stands up, you know, certainly for a porn film or what have you. You, yeah, you need to remind yourself, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is a porn film. Right. <laughs> there was fucking in this. <laughs> this is the part, like, this and the previous shots of her really does remind me of, like, Tetsuo the Iron Man. That, you know, if she had, like, some black eyeliner or something like that, it'd be perfect. There's a scene in Luchai Go's story with uh, the ninja slash bumbling thief that we don't get here. At one point we see uh, him, he's being chewed out by his wife and then she throws him out because he, he's not making enough money or any money. Doesn't and, that uh, come later though? I mean, oh, oh yeah, it, it, it does it come might. later in, in Luchai Go's story at the very least because at that point um, uh, uh, Yura has come back as a spirit. Uh, you're right, so... Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, at this point, they they might be milking it a little bit, but um, you know, yes. it's uh, it, it's still a switch that I greatly enjoy, and I think she's uh, doing quite a marvelous job of uh, just uh, you know, she's had poor luck, and now she gets this. Counting the scenes previously, she's been dying for nearly twenty minutes. <laughs> 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 she really, because I believe what it was, it was like a little thing in her bed that kind of was like a, I don't know, caused something to do with her going into her, you know, dying spell previous before he showed up with the quote-unquote medicine. There's another Li Chung Ling scene in Lu Chai Go's story uh, after this point uh, because they, they found out that this has happened, I suppose, uh, where him and his lover are now in agreement because they haven't been, that their relatives have done bad things and revenge is me. <laughs> <laughs> because, because she has said, no, 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 I don't believe you. And then he says from his perspective what he says and uh, um and, and then they have some sex and some lackluster humping after they're in agreement in the little uh, side story that the category three version um, represents and here our ninja is an hour later <laughs> <laughs> so 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 that scene uh, uh with his wife might have been uh, preceded by what we're seeing um, mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm not too sure but uh we see his home life um a little bit in the Category 3 version, and then we see his home life um, at the very end of this movie. But we're not going not gonna to get there yet, the mindfuck of, of it all. You know, I find one of the funny things about this is, uh, like, later, you know, probably another 15 minutes or so, we find out that this ninja basically just lives next door to the uh, <laughs> <laughs> all of this. So he's been robbing his neighbor the entire film, and he just he doesn't even venture away from his house to do his uh, thieving. Well, it's good to keep um, everyone connected easily. It's not like it, it's a shortcut magnolia type of thing where everybody's spread out against the city, but all connected. Nope, he's next door. He's just next door. Like Tom Cruise didn't live next door to his father in Magnolia and uh, didn't visit him for these all this time as he had cancer or whatever. <laughs> That's a film I've always wanted to go back and watch again, but damn, it's so long. Look at him; he's always got to be stealing these th- amulets and shit like that. He's always got can't just. Well, they said uh, they're they're poor man, so uh, and he's gonna bring his loot <laughs> next door. 
but can't he just get something that's not hexed? Like, damn. (laughs) Why would you? He knows he released hexes last time. Why does he go back to the same house and rob another house down? Like, right? Unhexed house. Go go to the next house. Go to your other neighbor. Thank you for helping a poor thief. Later. Later, later, dude. Later, dude. Subtitle. I forgot to check your mouth for gold fillings. Duh. Derp. Little hand says rock and roll. I'm a rock and roll. <laughs> so he goes back. So, uh, but, but again, I, I don't dislike this. I, I think the actor s- sells his goofiness enough that it isn't uh, isn't that refined. As he's uh, one I, of the best aspects of the film, really. This guy. Wonder if he knew what uh, was being done <laughs> to the movie. You know what I mean? Why? <laughs> like, how did you get that close, dude? Oh, he took the onion slice out. But it's um, you know, we 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 get to the uh, supernatural stuff here, and this is effect stuff that we've seen done before. But it's uh, more than functional in my eyes. I'm an old timey, old school viewer. That uh, when you do some uh, double exposure thing to demonstrate that her spirit is rising, all functional to me, man. I don't mind uh, effects work like this. I mean, it's quaint, sure, but uh, and you can't uh, get millennials to uh, accept this. But uh, <laughs> okay, <yeah>. boomer. <laughs> this new love in the air. But uh, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about? We mentioned Ghoul Sex Squad. So uh, why don't we mention another hardcore pornographic hopping vampire supernatural uh, extravaganza that we've watched on the show before, but haven't uh, gone back to? So uh, what what is there to say about that that film? That was. <sighs> I'm under the impression same credited director as Mindfuck. Yes, correct or not, uh, that's what's on the internet currently. Right, as far as we know. But uh film was apparently also worked on by the same company that provided the subtitles for this film. Looks like it, yep. Yeah. Mindfuck had uh, already displayed an interest in the hopping vampire genre, but uh, Ghoul Sex Squad stepped it up a notch, I think. It's... uh. It's not the movie to out to Mr. Vampire or uh, what have you, but it presents a world in which ham- hopping vampires are incorporated into hardcore sex scenes, which makes it stand out on its own. Yes, it's it involves necrophilia, that one. Yeah, I think but, the... But, um, but they are active beings and they, they're moaning, uh, they're enjoying themselves. It's not like he's a f- fucking like stiff, dead corpse who doesn't say a thing. I think there, there's a... There's a mutual pleasure if that yes <laughs> uh yeah not since the hardcore uh spoof of reanimator called uh repenetrator have those two worlds com- been combined combined in such a way I, I i i like this stuff here with uh the, it's the classic sort of uh she yeah. appears in I the see place something of, and, oh, like, oh. like he, he sees her uh wife and she has a stern face or a much more evil face and they liked her in that way i like that stuff it's fun it's fun in the context of this movie it's strange because again it, we've been watching a pornographic movie but uh, i like it it's fun and she she uh she has to look down of a vengeful spirit so i like it <laughs> anyway, like, back to Ghoul uh, Sex uh, Squad. Uh, well, I mean, not a whole lot really about the film. You know, details a wandering uh, priest who has a gaggle of hopping vampires in tow. And throughout the film, basically, they all get into sexual shenanigans 
the vampires with the other vampires and the monk with <laughs> with the vampires himself. Uh, it's not a great film, but in the same way that Mindfunk is, Mindfuck is kind of like an interesting and psychotic little deviation, it provides at least some interest because of that. Uh, while we wait, we have, we have two brief examples. Um, I don't know what we're waiting for, really, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I said it anyway. Uh, we have two brief examples from, from Hong Kong cinema that um, you might not have known involved. Hardcore pornographic inserts... Uh, uh, but not done by the makers. I think uh, there's a 1980 movie called The Beasts. Uh, it was not a category three movie. That rating didn't exist back then, but it's certainly a nasty one having been compared to Deliverance. Stars uh, Ken Cheng, among, among other people. Uh, it had a alternate version like floating about maybe on bootleg VHS, who knows, known as Flesh and Bloody Terror. And it, that had, because th- that movie has a rape scene and it's a rape revenge movie too. Uh, that, that had awkward and very poorly inserted penetration shots during that rape scene at like a river on, on some rocks. Uh, so they, they wanted to sort of enhance the story trigger, I suppose, for the revenge flick that it is. Anyway, here's the second of the actual hardcore scenes that this crew shot. Yeah. You would think like, oh, that's fake oral behind the, behind his leg there because that's how you do softcore. Oh, no, she's uh, she's uh, tasting his pee-pee. <laughs> not his pee-pee but his penis um, so it's like uh, yeah we're shooting softcore like they normally do like <laughs> no we're not hold my beer <laughs> <laughs> here's the leg so so yeah they, therefore they can shoot this for a little bit longer because uh, they're um, they're uh, god <laughs> We have to do. We have to watch the penetration slowly as well. It's the first yeah. insert shot where they uh, they he 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 puts his thing in, and uh, you know it's it is what it is. So, but yeah, I think this actor is the same um, who plays the who, who leads the hopping vampires around in Ghoul Sex Squad. I think it's the same actor. Don't, don't know his name, but I do remember he had a, a similar look. So this scene is. Um, uh, they didn't even try to category free ice this, I suppose. So um, it's a. Uh, I don't think this is a. This is barely in Luchaiko story, if at all, because it was no use. They they did it the way they did. Uh, so you 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 could only use it up until uh, he started to remove his leg. So so yeah. Uh... There was also a, but I haven't seen it in either version, a 1978 movie called Their Private Lives, starring Chow Yun-Fat before he uh, broke through as an actor, way before. And if the info is correct, I mean, it was on an old fan site, uh, which is not online anymore. They mentioned anyway on that site, as they reviewed it, that there was a an edit of Their Private Lives, whether it used that title or not, that had hardcore pornographic inserts uh, yeah, in it. I mean, it, it looked like a drama, really. So they tried to spice up the private life with private parts, I suppose. <laughs> there, are, there are some examples where you don't uh, expect. I mean, uh, go, go back to the Beasts, uh, that, that version with the hardcore stuff. It uh, is not even complete otherwise. It has some awkward editing where it misses a lot of scenes. It seems like it's very eager to get to that part and then have the rape revenge 
uh, tale, and but it's 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 rural. It's in the wilderness, so it's kind of deliverance in a way. It's, it's a rough movie. It's a nasty movie and a good good movie too. But uh, it didn't need that to make the rape uh, revenge angle. I mean, it's her father, the, the the father that takes revenge on her daughter's uh, rapists in that one. The father is played by Chen Sing, the the famous uh, famous uh, martial artist, uh, or often referred to as the Charles Bronson of uh, martial arts cinema, because yes, that's so, so similar build and presence, I suppose. So so yeah, supernatural shenanigans. Uh, a good half hour of. Uh, this stuff is not a quick climax necessarily so um they milk this for all it's worth i suppose um too uh, so it, it's the most distinct section of the movie i suppose um the last 30 minutes as it goes into supernatural stuff and as she she flow i mean it, it's not chinese ghost story um you know floaty wire shots in execution but um they're they're, they're doing what they can you know they're, they're not gonna have the, this actress up in the trees, flying about the place, Chinese ghost story style. I mean, she goes back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a shot that should have been cut about thirty seconds ago, I suppose. But uh, yes, they, 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 we, we shot it, so we're gonna keep it. So. <laughs> we got time to film, man. We gotta get to 90, 90 minutes. So. There's a fair amount of differences still. I'm trying to uh, get my uh, notes in order. I mean, uh, uh, apparently at one point the husband is chased by the ghost longer and then he enters the home of the Taoist priest here for some help. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's the stuff that we uh, saw here. But there are scenes that are shared by each of the movies because uh, Peony is stopped by the yin-yang symbol as we saw here. And then she floats around outside and exits after a long while. This occurs earlier in Luke Chai-Go's story. Um, so they, 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 they use the same scenes, but then um, uh, places them in different parts of the, um, of the edit. Uh, so there's examples of, uh, of that as well. And I mean, the final Li Chung Ling scene in, uh, in uh, Luke Chai-Go's story, they, they talk about, uh, you know, the, the female relatives of um, the, the respective relatives being dead and then uh, they lay in bed together Li Chungling and his uh, fellow actors and uh, he awkwardly he awkwardly like holds her uh, tight with his close with his hand close to her vagina <laughs> so they, they cuddle but, oh, but, uh, like uh, no, no no please let me touch it and he's like, <laughs> I like the little the fire representing you know her spirit or what have you. Nicely they're, done. They're clearly doing some very. They're not going to do elaborate wire stuff for so that's why a lot of these things take place in close up and they they use more decoration and simple means to convey supernatural stuff. But it's okay. I'm I'm weak for it. Even in even if I get a few seconds of just someone lit from from below with a green light to represent that there is spirit I'm, I'm weak i'm weak for it i'm weak for I, it. yeah i love it too it's like i don't know it's such a easy but uh kind of retro way of adding atmosphere and it's like you know it worked before shit it still works i mean here i think it's this scene where it's essentially the same scene but various shots are exclusive to um uh, 
each version of the films we've talked about with Peony like calling her husband outside of the door and uh, with the written sutras and all of that and in in Mindfuck uh, she paces and floats outside of the windows calling uh, her husband in a ghostly voice but there are different shots but 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 the same scene essentially so you wouldn't you wouldn't really know if you if you weren't placing them side by side that they were um, preparing them in different ways so. This is the lower version, lower budget version of the Salem's Lot scene with the little boy outside the window. Yeah, n- neither like Salem's Lot scary or like uh, Mario Baba scary in uh, the Boris Call, the Boris Call of uh, uh, story in uh, was it uh, Black uh, Sabbath? Uh, yeah, Black Sabbath. Yeah, you know, with the kid outside. Let me in. Let yeah, me in. that always creeped me out. That particular one. I've forgotten the name of it. It's like a Russian name. That uh, that story. So. Yeah, Boris Karloff, everybody. Uh, don't think we have that much time to talk of the other hardcore stuff, but uh, we've uh, we've seen plenty and uh, talked about this. <laughs> I suppose uh, we should just uh, uh, enjoy the last uh, ten minutes. But I'm uh, looking at the rest of my uh, notes uh, here in terms of the differences between the versions and uh, at one point i mean I, I might be behind or i'm already um i'm already uh ahead of the movie but uh, there's a longer scene in luchai ghost story where the thief and the ghost i mean i suppose it's going to take place after this because she recruits the thief here yeah uh where they arrive at the house and she reacts badly to the sutras and then then there's some comedic banter and then uh, I, I think Mindfuck, uh, we're probably going to see it here. I think Mindfuck cuts into the scene in process uh, where he removes the uh, sutras and they enter the house to, to get revenge on the husband. So. I mean, there are valid, valid editing uh, choices, I suppose. Um, even, even cutting down minor things like that uh, might be beneficial for pace in each version. One wishes they had... Uh... I guess it would be a natural Category 3 cut of this without any of the uh, added shots and whatnot. I'm curious what this movie is when it stands on its own merit and it has the plot a little more of the focus rather than trying to reach that 90-minute cut and trying to get all the sex scenes in. I mean, if we, if we knew Mandarin, both of us, we could sit down, combine the yeah. best of the best, and then translated at the best of our abilities but we we are not and uh, i don't think it's well even time. still if you if you knew mandarin could you know write it out and everything you could probably go through this find out character names and then do a i guess like a google search with those character names and try to find the original film you know yeah it's it's an oddity that um I mean, when I discovered Luchai Ghost Story was through for, for trading, uh, like uh, uh, online trading and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, so I, 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 and when you look it up on Hong Kong Movie Database, it doesn't connect itself to Mindfuck or anything. Uh-huh. So, so I didn't know. And when I watched it, seems so seems awfully familiar. I think I've seen that ninja thing and the plot about her being poisoned. I think I recognize her. And then, like after. A certain amount of time and certainly towards the end like oh it's that oh they did it this way too okay and those are definitely new scenes and all of that so 
ghost wife (laughs) (laughs) great subtitle ghost wife I only have one more difference in edits to talk of. I'm going to do it beforehand because uh, you are going to talk of the alternate ending because you you talk of it in the most eloquent way. Um, So at the end of the scene of the killing of the husband and the priest, the husband's spirit rises and ascends to the spirit realm with uh, with the wife here in uh, Mindfuck. In Luchai Ghost... uh, I'm I'm sorry, in in Ghost Story... In Mindfuck, there's a quick shot of them twirling in the air against the black backdrop. It never really suggests that they're reconciled in the afterlife. Um, which makes sense to have in Luchai Ghost Story because he was right. not as much of a dick as he is through <laughs> subtitles here. So they they provide like alternate endings and some gore here. So they go. <gasps> Yeah, that's very good. But uh, because we might run out of time, so we might as well talk of it right now. What ending do you prefer, Joshua? Oh, I absolutely mind Fox ending, 100%. I, I mean, it's we were going to do something you don't do on commentaries because, uh, and talk talk of what happens in a scene and break it down and be very screen-specific and narrate it. But it really deserves a great Lord Joshua Regal narration. What happens at the end of Mindfuck? <laughs> well, Why is it better? Because it features the greatest line of all time. Greatest line in human history right here coming up. And, and I suppose it's a classic, um, the hex of the land is not, <laughs> has not, uh, you know, disappeared. So it's a mind fuck. What a mind fuck. And I think that's the evidence of like the, uh, I mean, what we're watching now is like the the, black, the color bars on the VHS. Uh, I forgot uh, that there's five minutes left of the actual file we have. So whatever. But I, I, I guess uh, the alternate ending is an evidence of, uh, you, you know, the hopping vampire stuff was in Mindfuck, but clearly shot. So uh, as you've talked about, like combine all of this stuff would have been interesting because you wouldn't have had an, you would have had an idea of what they were going for. So the twist ending here is indicative of the fact that they introduced hopping vampires before. Mm-hmm. And because uh, he stole from next door, there was a chance that, you know, the wife could have been bitten or something like that over the course of the movie while he was out trying to make money. So, What kind of film just ends with color bars like that? It's It's... Makes you wonder where all this came from. Well, I, I guess that's our cue to. I had I, actually forgotten that uh, the persons who uh, put up this file uh, left it blank uh, up until the 90 minute mark. But uh, regardless, I think it's uh, our time to round this off. I'm very pleased that we got this third go in the can to and done in a completely different way. I'm very pleased that you were here to analyze it with me, Joshua. Always. For, uh, because it's 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 for us, but um, and I don't mind that it's for us. I don't mind doing the exact same level of work and putting the exact level of time that I do for other commentary tracks. Because uh, why sit on a um, on an instinct like that? Like why only? Well, you know why? I I couldn't leave it as a joke only. Like next time, right. do a commentary. We have to Be- do it because I think it was possible. And we had info, and we only need to cover, as it turns out, 85 minutes. The damn thing is over. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I'm very proud of the fact that you were, you were able to do this uh, with me and uh, find the motivation to, um, to 
provide a third take on this uh, or, or, or like an alternate way of the delivery I'll take on Mindfuck. And uh, what do we do the fourth time then? Oh, good Lord. I don't know. <laughs> we do a remake of it and <laughs> shoot it. Like if the Germans can shoot it, then gosh darn it, so can we. We'll take ham sandwiches and hot dogs <laughs> the, for the close-ups. But regardless, any final words? Are you happy you did it the third time? Absolutely. Always good time to talk with you and always a good time to talk about Mindfuck. So um, thank you for everybody. Um, if you if you like the idea of us doing the commentary and you actually listen to it or watched it along with the the video that won't contain any um, any uh, <laughs> naughty hard. naughty stuff, uh, be grateful that it doesn't. Uh, but if you did and you uh, appreciate that we did this as a joke but actually put in the work, then I thank you for enduring the joke because uh, it was fun to us and uh, combine it with uh, a sense of. Uh, not sitting here and riffing because in all honesty joshua if right. if if we would have sat here to like let's riff on the movie i would have been bored about five minutes in. right would have been a lot of dead spots because I'm, I'm i'm not that guy i'm not that person who can do that so um uh, there's a reason the mystery science theater 3000 guys did that for so many years because they're good at it yeah not any random youtuber should okay <laughs> anyway uh let's uh I suppose we should just uh, say goodbye to to the audience. Uh, this week in Lisa, uh, we're, we're certainly trying to be more frequent, uh, but uh, this uh, was a long time uh, coming, a long time in the planning stages, and we finally got it done. So thank you very much to everybody who listened to this commentary, and uh, I've been uh, Lisa Gay, and let's conclude the fucking by throwing over to the great Lord Joshua Regal, saying goodbye to the kind people. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Like, comment, and subscribe, and we will catch you later. That's a very social media way of signing off. Yeah, just because it's going to be on YouTube.